Hey everyone, and welcome to the Right Now podcast, the student ministry podcast here at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. And I'm excited today to be joined by Mabry and Laney, the first duo, as I've already mentioned on the YouTube version of the podcast. And so guys, uh, Mabry, you doing good today? I'm good. Yes. Laney, how are you? Great. Awesome. So here's the deal. We do this podcast every week and have a conversation with students to remind us to live our life right now in the moment for the glory of God. It's easy to kind of look past. It's easy to kind of know, have a heavenly perspective. We need to have that, but don't miss on the here on here and now. You know, Ephesians 5 tells us to walk as wise and be wise about the way we live versus unwise like the people in the world around us. And so today, as we begin the podcast, first question, and we're going to let Lainey answer it first. <clears throat> This is the surprise question that's really kind of a joke now because I don't really know that it's much of a surprise. But here's the deal. If you could do anything right now, place was an issue, time was an issue, money was an issue, what would it be and why, Lainey? Okay, I would definitely travel somewhere. Okay. Um, well, really everywhere, <laughs> but um, especially England because I have a bit of an obsession with British people. <laughs> and so, um, yes, I would go to England and I would have an unlimited credit card course. Of course. To shop and everything, and I would um, perfect my British accent and everything. Okay, so perfection of the British yes. accent. Yes. Accent. That is the plan. <laughs> so have you watched, like, all these, like, British – TV shows and stuff like do you do that? Yeah, I watch Downton Abbey and stuff like that. But. I think what's so funny, Lee like watched that at our house, and then I felt like she started talking kind of like with this <laughs> accent and stuff, and I'm like, what is going on around here? So, <coughs> all right, Mabry, your turn. What would you do and why? Okay, so if money was not an issue, I would rent out. I okay, I would buy every single ticket to a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> and I would bring Olivia Anderson and my sister, so that when she walked out, it was just us three. In the whole stadium. Okay. Are the other two of those that you just mentioned a big Taylor Swift yes. fan? And you're a big Taylor yes. Swift fan? Have you always been a Taylor Swift yes. fan? Yes. Now, here's the question about Taylor Swift for a second. Not that I know a whole lot about Taylor Swift, and I can't say that I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Now, her music has changed a lot over the years. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So, have you always been? You're a fan yeah. no matter what. You no, like I the loved music? her old music. Yeah. Her old music. Now, <clears throat> you like the new stuff. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the biggest difference? Well, it's not country anymore. Right. So you, <laughs> did you like one better than the other? Um, I, I kind of like the new music better. Okay. All right. So you were more of, not as big of a fan as a country Taylor yeah. Swift as you are now. What would her genre be t titled now? Um, Pop. Pop. <laughs> yes. Are you a Taylor Swift fan, Lainey? I, I would call myself a Taylor Swift fan, but I don't have an obsession. I would right. say <laughs> she's not. Okay. Oh, Obviously, because well, you're not taking her to the concert. You're not in, apparently. <laughs> you just bought every ticket, and you're not taking Lainey. So, obviously, Lainey is not a Taylor Swift fan. So, I'm not – I don't even know – I don't even have any idea to even speak to Taylor Swift. I'm, I'm really sorry. I know that's lame, but – um. Just never been a big Taylor Swift fan. So, all right. So here's the deal. We're on the podcast today. Thankful for you guys being on the podcast. It's always fun and excited. Again, first duo on the podcast. And for those of you that are listening to this, I called these two the Bash Sisters because of their um, just intense play on the basketball court. Normally, I get a text message from one of your moms. I don't know if you could guess which mom that it would be. Any idea? 
Probably mine. Yeah. Yes. All right. So <laughs> no doubt, Mabry's your mom <clears throat> normally telling me, oh, so-and-so just fouled out or sending me a picture of one of y'all that's been pushed down or pushed someone else down. And so it was always interesting, though, when y'all played against each other, when you were still in, at Slocum and you were at Providence, and those were fun um, to hear. So, But we're excited, guys. I'm proud of y'all and excited to talk today um, about more serious questions. And so the first one today and we'll go with Mabry. We'll go kind of an alternation here of persons. Uh, what is God teaching you right now, Mabry? Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, I kind of found myself in this place where, like, everything was going great. And I wasn't necessarily neglecting God, but I was, like, I was still reading. I was still praying. But I was just in a mindset, like, while I was reading, I was like, I already know this. There's nothing left for me to learn. And, um... <clears throat> Like, I would still do it every morning, but I finally had this moment of realization that, like, my relationship with God has no limits, and there's always more for me to learn. There's always more for me to experience. There's always more for me to, like, more room for me to grow, and so <clears throat> I had to realize that, like, it's not enough for me to fit Christ into my life. I have to fit my life around Christ, and so that kind of led me to the idea of going back to the basics and finding true love in Christ and um, like reading all these stories in the Bible and like devotions and stuff of seeing like God demonstrate love to his people and how important it is for us to demonstrate love to others. I, it all kind of connected to this question that is how can I love someone else if I haven't experienced and if I can't fully understand God's love for me? And so <clears throat> I think that I like growing up in a church, it's something that we hear constantly. It's always like, God loves you. God sent his son to die on the cross for you. He loves you so much. And we believe it, but we don't fully like understand the magnitude yeah. of how much God loves us. And so I've really just been like slowly going through the Bible of just reading stories and verses of God's love for us, trying to just fully grasp that idea. Yeah, that's really cool. Maybe you mentioned something about <laughs> fitting your life around God. Is that how you mm -hmm. said that? What does that practically look like compared to fitting God into your life? You kind of made a comparison yeah, there. I, well, I think the difference is centering your life around, like, school or relationships or stuff and then just saying, like, oh, it's 8 o'clock, it's time to read my Bible right. versus waking up thinking, oh, I'm going to read this and I'm going to set my day based on what this says and I'm going to – that my life based on what God wants me to do and then just making time for other things like just fitting your life around yeah. that foundation of yeah. Christ. I think what it, to me as I listen to what you're talking about here is is God is helping you grasp and understand and see more the depth of the relationship not just the routine mm -hmm. because I think sometimes and, and you guys know this because you guys are here all the time the routine of church can kind of get intertwined so much that you miss the relationship that Jesus is bringing. And as you speak of understanding the love of God, that's the depth of the relationship and how that has an opportunity, obviously, to propel us through our every single day. And so that's really cool and a challenge for us all maybe to think about, are we setting our life up with the routines or just uh, making sure we're focusing on that relationship? And so, Lainey, how would you answer that question? How is God teaching you and what are you learning from him right now? Um, I think for me personally, um, God's been showing me just um, simply to not take things for granted. Um, I think with COVID last year and everything, I was really kind of put in my place just with um, 
with the with school shutting down and going online and everything, I think I learned just um, as much as I complain about it and everything, how much I really do um, enjoy and I'm thankful for the school that I have um, and the Christian friends that I can talk to and we can keep each other accountable. And then, like, you know, recently I broke my hand, too, and just, you know, those things. Like, I don't think about how much I use my hand, but, like, just I think that um, God realizes that um, sometimes um, he has to take things away in order to get our attention and to humble us in that way. So I think that it's really just helped me to have um, a general idea of Thanksgiving um, and not just kind of going through the motions. So speak to this a little further about not taking things for granted because I guess – answer this question to begin with does it take something and y'all both can chime in but do you think it takes something hard does it have to take something hard to get your attention like that what do you think um I don't think it necessarily does but I think a lot of times we find ourselves um in a prideful way it's just kind of in our nature yeah um and I think that a lot of times it does take God to say hey like wake up and um (laughs) Um, for me, it definitely did. Yeah, but. yeah. So what would, and I'd love for both of y'all to kind of wrap up this first question, kind of answering this. And I think it goes to the relationship that you brought up and the same for um, the thought here of taking things for granted. How do we experience this every day of our life without having it to be something that we're caught off guard by? So how how can you live a life of thankfulness and not taking things for granted when uh, without having to have something hard happen? What would you say to that? Um, I think that um, it starts a lot with, you know, having that humble heart through even prayer. I think yeah. starting out your prayers um, with Thanksgiving um, before you go into, um, I need this or I need this or this <laughs> is happening in my life. Um, yeah. I think um, truly that can help you have a humble heart if you um, just tell God all the things you're thankful for. Yeah, that's really cool. And maybe for you when it comes to, experiencing this relationship and this love like what does that look like what are some things practically that God could help you stay there and not kind of go back and forth yeah I think that the main thing I've done and I know I've mentioned this to you before is that every morning in my prayer the first thing I do is pray help me to be desperate for you help me to remain desperate help me to keep wanting more of you so I really think and like kind of what she said just have the humble heart, and if you don't, pray that God will give you a humble heart. And really, it's just praying and asking God for help. Yeah, wow, that's so good. I love that thought of humble heart combined with that thought of the desperation. And, and I think as we're in that place, it's really in Isaiah 6, here I am, Lord, use me, send me. So those are great thoughts and answers as we think about this first question. All right, here we go. Second question on the podcast today. Girls, great job on round one, so let's check out round two. Lainey, you start us here. Second question, and I really enjoy listening to this question because I think it's a challenge not only for you guys in your generation, but for anybody listening or viewing this. How can God use your generation right now? Um, I think something that we can do um, that's been um, on my heart is just um, learning to love people but not condone what they do. Um, I think for me personally, it's been a struggle. Um, I personally, whenever I see sin, I kind of like, like go the opposite direction, which we should. But I think there's a balance between, you know, having those, those Christian friends and keeping each other accountable, but also having relationships with non-believers because um, you can't reach people if you don't have somewhat of a relationship with them. So I think it's important to find that line with having those friends you can talk to, yeah. but also being involved in others' lives and um, so that you can be a light to them and show Christ to them. Yeah, so when you think about that, 
what would be a first step? And I'd love to hear both of your answers on this. What would be a first step in trying to develop that relationship? Understanding, okay, we don't need to be besties. We don't need to be hanging out all day, but we want to create an environment to be able to speak truth. So what would be a first step? Um, I think, honestly, it just go ba- goes back to um, being intentional, not just like, oh, well, I'll be nice to this person because she's talking to me, but I will I will actively choose to love this person today really and good. go out of my way um, to make sure they feel loved um, just like Christ loves them right. and show them that love. Yeah. How would you answer that? <clears throat> um, so this is kind of just piggybacking off of what she said, but more specifically like how we go about reaching people like that because I think with our generation's specifically we have when we go into stuff like that we have the mindset of i'm right you're wrong okay that's good (laughs) and i think that the biggest thing is to just go into it and love them love them through it and just like she said be intentional but um something that we all struggle with is just we want to hit them in the head with the bible (laughs) and just be like this is what you should be doing and you're not doing it right um and that probably does more harm than good if yeah. we're honest, you know, and so I love this challenge, you know, it goes right along with some of the stuff we're talking about with our rad kind of direction right now of reaching the people around you, being intentional with them, being honest, I think, but also being careful of your kind of closeness to them with a goal of sharing uh, truth and love type thing. So that's really cool, uh, Lainey, to hear, and, and really that's a, something that God can use all generations I think, obviously, you guys are at a huge place for that, but I think all of us are put in that place to reach the people around us. And so, maybe how would you answer that question? How can God use your generation right now? Well, that's kind of what I was answering earlier, but just, like, specifically how we reach others. I think that we should share our experiences with them, but sometimes that doesn't work because they want facts and not faith. And so, I've been doing... A lot of, like, studying and research and, like, at school writing essays about this type of stuff. But a lot of times we do have to use science and logic to reach people that, like, specifically atheists or people that are Christians but they don't act like it or stuff right. like that. But um, <clears throat> I think we're not called to convince them of the truth. We're called to share the truth with them. And so if that doesn't work, that's fine. You know, we did what we were called to do. So instead of, like I said earlier, just beating them with the Bible, just like love them through it and show them that there is a difference and show them that we can disagree and we can have different beliefs, but that doesn't mean we can't be friends. And that doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means that we disagree. Right. What I love about, I think both of your answers together is it's intentionality but there's an end that intentionality is prepar- being prepared. Um, and I think what we've seen in our world, and we're really going to talk about some of this on our Wednesday night series that starts this week called Take a Stand, but we're going to talk about how there's either been one side or the other. There's people that have loved really well and were intentional on that, but were not intentional in being prepared to have a conversation. Or there's people so prepared they're not loving well, and there's it's a balance. It's a balance of in-between of I have to love this person well but also be ready to answer hard questions or have a conversation because if I'm not on both ends, then I'm going to really deter someone possibly from following the Lord and reaching them. And so I love the balance of that that you are talking about and how uh, we can put those two answers um, together, and I think you're right on the same lines and really have an influence and reach around us. So third question, ladies, last question. Here we go. So 
Here's the deal. I heard y'all are going to answer this one together. So the question is, and then I'm going to count you down to see if you can say it at the same time together. Okay. So the question, third question is this, what is a major current event that's of great interest to you right now? All right. You ready? One, two, three. Take it away, Wayne. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You were supposed to answer it at the same time. All right, well, Lainey, okay. she threw it on you. So it's just like one word. Yeah, so you can't just know. answer that in well, one I word. Well, I figured that. That's why I thought it was going to be interesting. <laughs> well, right. um, it's not like a necessary, necessarily like an event that happened, but I think with um, the pandemic and everything, I think that isolation and depression has been a big deal. Um, I think I've actually looked recently and um, depression rates have gone up over 20%, and that's just what's documented, you know. And I think that, um, I think that you know, humans – we're, we're made for relationship and for interaction with each other. And I think it's hard with, um, you know, whether it's having to go online or just with school or with quarantine, I think that we're all, um, we're just really alone sometimes and kind of forced to go back into ourselves. And I think that um, this is kind of what we were talking about earlier, but um, intentionality, I think is something that Christians have always, it's always been something we've been supposed to do. But I think that this more so is almost a wake up call um, for Christians to really take action there. Um, with, with being intentional and with um, with reaching out to other people because um, that that's what they need um, so they don't kind of go back into themselves and um, they just need that interaction with other people. Yeah, that's cool. What would you say? How would you add to <coughs> the together answer there? Yeah, so like with my thesis, which is something that we have to write at school, it's just like big, long paper, right. but it's kind of like about plastic surgery and I promise I'm going to relate it, but <laughs> recently um, I've been looking at like rates of depression and stuff because a lot of time depression leads to people wanting to have plastic surgery. And in the past year, depression rates have gone like skyrocket and that's causing people to want to have more plastic surgery, but it's also causing like suicide rates, even abortion rates. Like I read a, a bunch of stuff like that. And so back to what Lainey said, just about, reaching out and trying to just communicate with people because they are lonely it does get lonely like even on a smaller scale like when someone has to quarantine from school they're they're just at home for two weeks and we don't really think about like how lonely it is but sometimes just like a simple text like hey how are you doing are you feeling good I'm sorry that you're sick or that your parents are sick you know just stuff like that could cause them to be a lot happier yeah, for sure. And so when you guys think about this and isolation and depression and kind of the reality of that, because it is real, those feelings are real, those things are really a hard thing to navigate. What would you say, like one sentence to a friend or a person that could be listening to this right now that would say they're at a really hard place when it comes to feeling isolated, but whether due to the pandemic or not, what would y'all say to them? Laney, you can go first. Say to someone that's... Yeah, somebody in that place. Somebody that's... A, let's say you had a friend that's in an <coughs> impressive state. What would you say to them? Um, I think that I would just just let them know how loved they are. Um, and I think that that's not something... I mean, that is something that you would tell them, but I think that's more so something that you show them. Yeah, that's really good. Not necessarily tell them that, but show them that. What about you, maybe? I think I would try to just be like, hey, I understand what you're going through is hard. It's very difficult. It is a real thing, but you are loved like Jen like Lainey said just show them that you love them and even just saying that to them is showing that you love them so yeah so the understanding (coughs) along with the reality of 
I love you and you are loved type thing. You know, I think that's something powerful to hear because if we were honest, we all are around people every single day. You guys at school, maybe in our homes, maybe in people we come in contact with that are really not in good places. And I think we should really, as we talked about reaching earlier, you know, be intentional. God put people in our path, help me to see them through your eyes and really help them to feel loved because those are opportunities for us to really make the most impact right now when we think about living for the kingdom of God. So, guys, this has been fun. Yes, it has. Yes, yes. the first yes. duo on the podcast. Great job answering questions. Thankful for both of you, proud of both of you, excited for what God is going to do in the days ahead in both of your lives, and looking forward to um, just seeing that and, and watching you guys grow in that. And thankful for what you guys do in our student ministry, such great leaders. And uh, again, thankful uh, for all that God has done and what he's going to do. And we also want to say thank you to our listeners and our viewers for checking this out. Love for you to like and subscribe and share the podcast as always. And we look forward to our next episode. But again, ladies, great job. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.